It's Saturday today. Yep. What's not, that about? Not sure Friday. Oh. What? It is Tisha B'Av now. What? Those are words, I think. <laughs> yeah. Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av. The ninth of Av? Yep. Today is the uh, day Av? when all the temples were destroyed and major calamities befall the Jewish people. Oh. So you celebrate. <laughs> in a you know, in like a very Jewish fashion, I'm sure. Yeah. My temple was doing some stuff. <laughs> the first one I've been part of in a while that's done one, so it's not really something reform likes to do as much, but they're adding it back in. So you celebrate by reminding eh, it could be worse. Basically. I could be worse. About... Traditionally, you read Lamentations, <laughs> and you go and you be sad, and like Orthodox people fast and stuff like that. But we're gonna do that in like a month and a half. So why front load it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't front load your suffering. Hello and welcome to RTFB. You might not know it, but you've just done something really important. Not only have you checked in for my favorite section of Silence of the Lambs, uh, spoilers for a little later in this episode, but you've just solidified yourself as a most valuable listener. See, any filthy casual listener can check into the season intros and the movie review episodes, maybe even follow along with the first book section, but only true fans are listening to the middle sections, and honestly for this book... Anyone skipping the middle is missing out, my friends. So, pat yourself on the back and silently award yourself the rank of favorite podcaster because you've just earned it. Quick reminder that this episode will cover chapters 19 through 37, so make sure you're read up. Otherwise, let's return to my chat with the Chris's already in progress. Good, good. Good. So, the one thing that I saw that I'm like, tempted by, but gonna avoid oh, is Skyrim VR. Oh, I like, have that. I don't have, like, hundreds of hours to spend playing that game. Like, I have to avoid it. Sure you do. You just no. don't the rest of your life. No. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, what do you have? Like, children or something? <laughs> oh, they're old, they're, they're old enough. They can look after themselves. Just give them, a, give them I mean, a... honestly, at this point, they'd probably just watch you play Skyrim, right? <laughs> Yeah, probably. I'll just make them do it. Like, okay, yeah. kids, now you have to go kill these animals over here. That's make right. Sh- check this drop drop rate chart or whatever. Yep. I mean, get all don't the shit micromanage. <laughs> we did get that one, but it makes me dizzy, so I don't really play the Skyrim VR. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they have I went to like because it's how they converted it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Some usually the thing okay. that messes it up is uh, just the lag. Yeah. 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 And you can't really walk around it. You have to like. Bamf from place to place. Unless uh, you use a regular controller, if you use the joystick thingies, you have to just kind of like 
point and teleport. Uh, well, I don't have the joystick thingy, so I will use the controller. Good, that makes it a little easier. <laughs> Let's see, we've got Resident Evil 7 for that, too. Yeah, no scary games, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't like other people play that one. I'm like, no, you ain't getting me in that. Nope. Not for that one. It's bad I'm enough just playing it. I don't need to be like, shh, in my face. Yeah. It'll be bad. Sadly, my VR helmet mostly just sits on a stand. Mm. Feeling sad. That's what I figure most of them do. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to agree. It is kind of neat that uh, even if you aren't playing a game, it like makes your that does VR it makes your TV like the biggest goddamn TV ever. Mm-hmm. It like makes it like a hundred inch equivalent TV. So you have to <laughs> right. like turn your head to look at the corners. <laughs> so helpful. The trade off is that it's like. <laughs> Right here in your face, so it's pixely. <laughs> yeah. So there's a happy medium in there somewhere, probably. 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 Um. So holy shit, right? Yeah. What the hell, man? People getting eaten and shit. I mean, come on. Wow. Did people get eaten? Is that what? Oh, well, <laughs> just my assumption. I mean, I mean, he probably like swallowed a little bit, you know. That dude yeah. probably did get and bit. Like, <laughs> Probably a little bit. Yeah. And a girl trapped in a well. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Not so nice. No. No, but the, like this whole section is where I was like, oh, I'm I'm in. Like the first mm-hmm. section, like this could be interesting, and this is like, okay, yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> Confirmed. This is interesting. Like I gotta know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta know. I found myself wondering, like, uh, it. It isn't mentioned on, like, the book jacket or anything, but, mm-hmm. like, was this a bestseller? Yes. Yes, it was. Because it reads like a bestseller. At it's this on point. my copy. It's the, yeah, the number too. one New York Times bestseller. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah, right there. about the top. It doesn't, it doesn't brag about how many weeks in a row, though. <laughs> oh, I don't just know. One. Probably 20. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the weird little quotes in the front there. Oh, yeah, the Roald Dahl cult. Oh, I, that still gets every time I see <laughs> Roald Dahl. It's Roald marvelous. Dahl. The best book I've read for a very long time. I mean, he likes like, torturing youngsters, right? He's like, this is how I wanted Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to end up. Right. Yeah. Willy Wonka Infinite putting them down in a hole in any novel. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly how he actually. Don't touch the chocolate or else you get the hose again, kids. <laughs> yep. Wash yourself nicely or you get the hose. Yeah, so general impressions. Something. Interest. Intrigue. Yeah. Terror. All a little bit terror. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine actually being... But granted, it's not... It's a very small minority. So, yeah. You know, both from the killer and from Dr. Lecter himself, like, how quickly he flips his switch from here you died asshole like I'm biting piece of face off. <laughs> right. So <laughs> Well, I mean I, I think he's always both of those things, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And they and I, I like it because he kind of makes you forget that a lot mm-hmm. with his yeah. racism and his talking to people. Yeah, you get it, he's a dick. But he <laughs> makes you forget that and all of it's like bam, oh yeah, this guy's a fucking cannibal. Don't forget it. <laughs> you know. 
Well, I mean, so. you, you definitely see that. Like, uh, yeah. I, I think we talked about it before, like the little intro that was in my book about the, uh, um, the, the person that, uh, Thomas Harris met that inspired Hannibal Lecter. This is not ringing a bell to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there there was like a short preface, I guess, in, uh-huh. in the version of the book that I have where it talks about like him going into a prison and meeting a doctor and like, oh, he's like a really charming, well-spoken fellow. And, uh... And then he talked to, like, the warden afterwards, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, that guy's actually a prisoner here. <laughs> oh. Like, the prison the prison doctor that he talked to was actually a prisoner. Right. Oh. And, yeah, so so it is basically like, oh, you meet this guy, and he seems, like, really charming and friendly. And it mm-hmm. turns out, like, he, uh, like, killed a bunch of people or something. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, aside from that small thing. Yeah. yeah. Guys, it's just like in Twilight, right? Like, Edward said to Bella, like, Listen, I'm designed to be attractive to you. I'm still going to bite your face. Right. Right? And you know what I'm talking like, about, I right? right? I don't care. I don't care. There. <laughs> he was like, listen, I girl, I want to murder and eat you. She's like, I trust you. <laughs> yeah, she, totally. She was kind of into it, I think. <laughs> She's like, you're not going to do it. I like the danger. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you are the he's dumbest a, girl he's ever. A, he's a bad boy, you know? <laughs> By I mean, Mormon and... standards, sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad boy. He's going to wait until our wedding night. To bite yep. her. He did wait. He sure did, did wait. He sure did. Good old Edward. Just goes to show those boys from 1918 are really something to snag. <laughs> Girls, get yourself a guy from 1918. <laughs> He'll treat you right. <laughs> those hundred-year-old guys are perfect. Yep. <laughs> they have manners. <laughs> Not like today's boys. Today's boys just bite your neck on the first date, Jesus. I know, right? Come on, yeah, at least wait till the mayor. <laughs> they turn you into the unholy walking dead in first date. <laughs> I mean, where are the moral? Terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> Alright, so should we get into the uh the details here? Sure. So my first note was like, what the hell was going on when we stopped reading last time? So, if I recall, they had just uncovered another moth chrysalis in Klaus's throat, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh shit, that yeah. probably means that Buffalo Bill killed that guy, too. So they're... I guess Clarice and Crawford are prepping to go back and talk to Dr. Lecter again. And be like, what the hell, man? Crawford's yep. basically saying, hey, this guy had a big practice, so who knows what he turned loose just for fun. <laughs> apparently, he offered to help before, assumedly back in the last book, because he helped Will Graham. Helped him get a knife in the face. Oh, yeah, but he did help him. <laughs> <laughs> I've Once seen again, that movie. I've seen like both of the versions. Aside from that one thing, he was really nice yeah. and helpful. Small, small detail. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, he does keep saying, like, quid pro quo, right? Right. Yeah, he does. That is so, I mean, he paid him back with a knife in the face. It's hey, totally fine. Listen. I'm, I'm sure... assuming uh, an end of a bargain not upheld, so payment had to be exacted. Mm. Listen. Sometimes you just need a knife in the face. What can I say? Sometimes you do. I mean, none of us met Will Graham. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. 
He could be a total asshole. Seriously. I think Ed Norton played him in the one. Could be wrong. He was in Red Dragon, so that was stands he? to reason. Yeah. Okay, wasn't Philip Seymour Hoffman in that, too? No. But there's also one with Gil Grissom in it, too, from a long time ago. I don't even know who that is. I can't remember the name of the real actor. One of those oh. CSI shows or something. Uh. <laughs> but that was the one that was done in the 80s, and it was partly filmed in St. Louis. The movie was done in the 80s? St. Louis was like a burned-out hellscape. The old then. one. They called it, like, I think they called that one, like, Mindhunter or something, too. I can't remember. But there it's basically Red Dragon. Show. The Mindhunter okay. show is good. I is watched it, that show on that. Is it in St. Louis in the 80s? No. It's I'm in lost. the uh, <laughs> I'm 70s. Totally lost. It's in the 70s at the BIA at the Behavioral Sciences Unit that Clarice works at. Oh, okay. It's about the guys who started that. Oh, okay. So when I was reading some of this, I'm like, kind of familiar, because I've watched that other show that covers the place. Huh. Awesome. So it's actually pretty cool. I recommend watching it if you haven't seen it yet. Mindhunter. Yeah. It, uh, on, on the Netflix. I've seen it pop up on Netflix, and I always think of Mentalk, the mind taker. <laughs> 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 I want some guy to be there. Mindhunter! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Crawford's like, listen, Dr. Lecker's not going to straight up help you. Like, he likes to play with people, and he likes to enjoy their misery. Because he's a dick. Yeah, but doesn't he not going to help? Well. Oh, sorry, what I was looking for was Manhunter. Manhunter, okay. Manhunter! On... <laughs> yep, it came out in 1986. Oh, okay. Based on Red Dragon. Everyone forgets. Oh, it was based on Red Dragon? Yes. Interesting. William Peterson, that's the actor. I don't know that he's, guy. Uh, he's an American actor and producer. He's best known for his role as Gil Grissom in CSI. Of course, he won a just, Screen Actors Guild Award. Just regular old CSI. Oh, yep. OG But CSI. he was Will Graham in this Manhunter movie. Oh. It had Tom Noonan as so Frank Stollerhide. the same Stoller characters and everything. Yeah. Dennis huh. Greeno was, was played Jack Crawford. And huh. Brian Cox was... Uh, Hannibal Lecter. So it was like the OVA for Red Dragon. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and then everyone forgot about it, and then they made Red Dragon in like 2002. Red Dragon <laughs> Brotherhood. <laughs> right. <laughs> no one follows the manga more closely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so anyway, Crawford's like, uh, he tells Starling to promise benefits that a senator could provide, but not if that lady's daughter dies. So right. it's like, better help. Hence uh, being like, oh, we can give you all this shit if you help us. Including right. a week out on an island. Right. Um, a super fun island, too, what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, was it some kind of, like, disease research <laughs> island on half of it? <laughs> yeah. The purple island. But, I mean, just... think about it. Where else can you let a serial cannibal out? <laughs> if he gets away, he'll just get sick. <laughs> I feel like we've got the uh, the beginnings of a great sci-fi novel here. Like serial murderers get their own planet, but if they venture too far from the colony, like... Hannibal Lecter becomes the outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, Crawford he's he's pushing all the buttons, pulling the strings. Like he's calling international investigation bureaus for information. Like this dude even speaks French. He speaks to French mm-hmm. people. And uh, just... 
It reminded oh, me of oh. when Clarice is like speaking with country grammar to get things done. Like he's speaking with a different yep. country's grammar. Utilize the tools at your disposal. Parallels, right? Yep. I didn't even catch that. Yep. That's uh Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Um, yeah. Schwet. Schwet. Schwet come and bet. That's not something people say, is it? One person said it. It's going to so. be now. We're going to make it famous. It's cool like a beast. Through the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's like, hey, keep the thing about the bug in the throat a secret. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't want Dr. Chilton to know that she's still actively pursuing Buffalo Bill. Fuck Chilton. Because that dude, he's like, keep that dude out of it. <sighs> yeah, definitely keep him out of that loop. <laughs> Um, As a tool. Which, spoiler alert, would have been a good idea. Like, keep him out of it. But Oh, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that part. Oh, man. Meanwhile, we're introduced Meanwhile. to Jame Grubb. Not James Jam- nor Jamie. J-A-M-E. Jame. Jame. I did Jame- appreciate that the Jame book Gum. pointed out how to say that. Yes. That it was, sounded like name. So you know it's Jame. <laughs> Jame. Not Jamie or anything like that. Right, because you could think it's like, Jamay or something like that. Yeah. Something like weird Jamie, but no, it's Jame. 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 <laughs> yep. Jame Gum. Sounds like he had a really bad childhood. Gum? Grub? I don't I, know. I wrote down Grub, <laughs> but that could have been autocorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Confirming. Gum Gumby. Grumby. Jane Gumby. Grubby. Goom Gombo. Bad flex. Grubbly blank. Just Jame fuck that guy. <laughs> He's just misunderstood. Oh yeah, you're right. It's gum, not okay. grub. Gumb, gumb. That would be a little too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Grub. You're. That's that's a good point. So anyway, <laughs> this whole scene made me feel really creepy and unsettled. But James Gumb. He's 34, white male, six foot one, and we meet him while he's scrubbing off rather harshly in the shower. He's not too keen on put- touching his um, boy zone. Mm-hmm. He don't He's want in the it. He of don't think. Singing uh, "Cash for Your Trash" from "Ain't Misbehaving." I went and listened to that before you guys jumped online. Oh, okay. And I gained zero insight into this character at all. So. Yeah. But. Uh, Just one of those small details, you yeah. know, that they like to throw in to make the world feel a little bit fleshed out. Maybe that was on Mr. Harris's radio when he was writing this section. So exactly. Probably. Anyway, James is, um, you know, uh, posing, tucking things. Yep. Uh, like talk- Jason Mewes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like Jason Mewes, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he's apparently taking hormones to transition to female. Getting electrolysis, developing breasts, but did not look like a woman. And it's not really clear whether he's making an earnest attempt or not. Uh, so after his shower and posing or whatever, he heats up two Hungry Man dinners with his poodle, who has a microwave dinner of their own, takes mm-hmm. it down to the wells in his basement and throws all of his scraps into a bucket and lowers it in. And then we hear a strong, sane voice calling up from the hole, Please! So, yeah, this is Buffalo Bill, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh... Turns out. 
I didn't like didn't like this section at all. Like even a little bit. Like <laughs> they maybe yeah. redeem it later, but I don't like the whole thing where like, look how weird this fucking guy is. Like, who would do this? This guy yeah. is transsexual and a murderer. Especially I'd... this day and age, I mean, kind yeah. of conflating negative images in the trans community. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's supposed to be a major reflection on trans people because they do, of course, obviously point out that hey, this is not your average run-of-the-mill right. trans person who's going to be treated by the doctors later on. Right? Yeah, they, they it's do someone have, they reject, uh, but still. They they do have, like, like the one uh, sort of voice of reason in the uh, in the doctor at one of the medical centers later yeah. on talking about, like, like you're, you're going to set this back. Like, you right. talking about this, you, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's It's kind of interesting how they have that, like, one sort of call out to it. Right. Like, no, no, this isn't uh Right. This is one crazy as fuck person, not the trans community as a whole type of deal. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they do call that out later, although I was like I don't know if that makes it okay. <laughs> okay. Like I do feel like, like no. I'll just say it's right. not usual later and it'd be like, look at this fucking weirdo. Like Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even read him as that weird, except you know for the kidnapping <laughs> and like the you like, know I kidnap women yeah. and I like apparently his... I'm making a lady suit out of them. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, aside from that, though, yeah, except for that one thing, like <laughs> he's a totally cool guy. He likes hungry man. Yeah, I definitely. Like hungry man. Yeah, poodle. I mean, you know, yeah, who doesn't it, like uh, a cute dog? It made me think of that. Uh, What's that comedian's name? I'm not gonna be able to come up with now. Fuck. God damn it. What was Eddie Izzard? Eddie Izzard's Eddie Izzard. Oh yeah. Talking about how he hates seeing the transvestites in the news because we're like, transvestite was living in a cave and people are like, oh yeah, transvestite. He's like, yeah, fucking weirdo transvestite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Executive transvestite. That guy's a weirdo. I'm normal. Like, right. <laughs> don't use don't use this to quantify. Exactly. So yeah, retroactively, I felt a little better about this, but at the time, I'm like, eh. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Clarice goes back to the hospital, right? Dr. Sure Shelton is all dressed up, and she's like, oh, "I hope that's not for me. Please don't be <laughs> dressed up for me." Yeah, because you're a creepy dude. Creepy dude. He's uh, going back to question Lester again. He's like, you should probably secretly record this. Which she doesn't want to yep. do. But he's like, listen, I had tickets to Holiday on Ice. No, not tickets. Ticket. He had a ticket. He had a, a ticket, ticket to Holiday on Ice. Yeah. And they're both like, oh, God. You are such <laughs> a loser. <laughs> well, they, I mean, he they is. They both but... wallow in it for a minute. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess this sentence struck me as odd. It's like, she gave him her good looks. What? What? It was like... Like, out of pity, maybe? I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> she gave Old him age her good shit. looks. No. <laughs> I guess. She's like, listen, just appreciate my tits for a minute. That's <laughs> maybe. Just be like, here's, here's your little, little bit that I'm going to give you to kind of 
Shut the fuck up. Just take, to like twist the knife a little bit. Take it yeah. and go. Like, oh, your your life is lonely and pathetic, and yeah. <laughs> like you're a problem for me, so yeah. Just drink it in for a minute, and let's get on with our day. Right. <laughs> get back so, to the work at hand. So they plan very carefully. Like, what exact mood do I want when I go down and talk to him? Like, TV on, okay. Sound no. When he goes down there, they're like, you should probably bring a desk in. So they bring in a desk, so I guess they're more comfortable. Yep. Maybe. Uh, there's a new guy in Miggs' old cell whose name is Sammy. And he just seems to be kind of looking at the TV. When they roll up on Lecter, he seems to be drawing his own hands. Then he's like, Clarice, you should pose, sort of. Like, tilt your head a little to the left or whatever. And uh, he's, like, mentioning an unseen Band-Aid that she's wearing, which I guess that he can smell. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Then uh, there's a scene where he gets Sammy into this sort of fugue state, reciting some poem or song Mm -hmm. that he wrote about going to meet Jessa. Yeah. Yep. Good old Jessa. You know Jessa. Yeah, Sammy. Jizza. Who? The the Jizza. Jeezy Crazy. Jeezy Crazy. (laughs) Don't call me Jeezy Crazy Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sammy, who put his mother's head in the church collection plate, because that's the nicest thing he knew of. Yeah. So he gave that to Jezza. And, uh, <laughs> gets him reciting his poem all worked up and crazy. And just so he can make a point, it's like, can you smell that tran-3-methyl-2-hexonic acid? Because that's the smell of schizophrenia. Hmm. I guess I didn't know that had a distinct smell. He no, has the sense of smell like a like a dog or something. I, said, I don't recall a distinct smell with any of the clients I worked with. He's like <laughs> Unless they'd been on the streets for a while. But. Yeah. yeah, so I went and looked that up earlier today. And it's basically something that white people and Asians can produce. Oh. It's a fatty acid. And, Interesting. Uh, Okay. It's long been claimed that schizophrenia patients exist or exhibit that particular body odor, but not really proved. Oh, Basically, huh. they have shown uh, they, schizophrenics don't smell it as much, even though it's a distinct smell. So they assume they're just used to it. Oh, and that's as far as interesting. And once okay. again, Wikipedia coming through is like referenced in the 1988 novel Silence of the Lambs. So. Indeed, <laughs> they knew exactly why I went went there looking for it. Well, I mean, probably somebody else read the book yeah. and then went to look for it, and then yeah. they were like, "I'm going to add this edit." Yeah, I'm I'm Just on so Wikipedia everyone... right now, learning that the book Red Dragon came out in 1981. What? Here we go. Are you going to edit in that it was like the OVA for Manhunter? <laughs> it should already be in the discussion somewhere. Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, Lecter is asking to trade personal details about Clarice for insights into who Bill might be and how to catch him. And so she's like, okay. I'm like, Clarice, you're messing up again, baby. Like, that's the first thing they said not to do. Yep. <laughs> she tells it's the only him, thing that works. Exactly. She tells him her worst childhood moment was learning that her father had died. And so he gives a uh, less Lecter. Whenever I was typing this up, I kept typing Lester, oh. and I kept thinking of the rat from Beekman's World, 
Oh, yeah. It became very surreal to me. <laughs> that grimy old rat guy. I mean, like, listen, he's probably getting the, the chunkier girls because, like, he wants to wear their suit later. So, yeah. So, Lecter is giving you details about the updictee's size and body types. Yep. Because he's snatching the largest girls because he wants a vest with tits on it. So, yeah. he's Cruella de Vil, but for lady bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns out. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this is the point where I've noted that hey, moths and butterflies and stuff they transform through chrysalises. Yep. And he's making a skin chrysalis, right, for himself. He wants to transform. So yep. It was like um, it was like when I read American Gods and realized hey, Mister Wednesday is probably Odin. Mm-hmm. I felt really smart, and then the next chapter, they're like, this is what I was saying. I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm about ten pages ahead of the book here. For the it's record. okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's... So they cut back to Catherine in the Oubliette, which I also looked up today to see if that's an actual thing. It is. Specifically for dungeons. Mm-hmm. I've also seen it in Labyrinth, so... Uh-huh. I assumed it was a clever play on French words at the time, but nope, that's like a actual word. <laughs> yep. So uh, Catherine's lowered down a bucket and told to wash. Wash all over or else you get the hose. Which, I mean, seems like it would accomplish the goal, right? Like, One way or another. It seems like a big He wants threat. it to be nice. I mean, I guess. Have that nice skin for him. <laughs> she tells the guy at the top that, hey, my mom... I, she'll pay you money and shit. Like I don't care what your cause is, even if it's Iran or something. Like, right. If it's terror. Yeah. Afterwards, something, a flake or whatever, flutters down on her. And when she realizes it's a woman's fingernail, that's when she's like, oh shit, Like I think I know who this guy yeah. is. And that's when she seems to like lose her mind for the first time. Kind of really hits. Yeah. So, yeah it really again, hits home that she might not be alive much longer. Really, uh, really fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Pretty horrifying. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Clarice is telling Crawford all her new info she got from Lecter. And she's like, I need more bargaining chips so I can get right back to him right away. They talk about how Buffalo Bill only kept the last girl alive for three days, and they're already at 26 hours. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I guess he had already left a sealed package with the orderly who comes over and is like, here you go. It's got maps and instructions. They take that back to Lecter. And uh, he's talking about a um, copyright. He's trying to file for his crucifixion watch. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it's the just strange like watch. The classic Mickey Mouse watch, but, you know, yeah. with Jesus. But with Clarice's head. Clarice's head. So this is like our flashing red light that he's going to try to sacrifice her for something, or some someone is trying to do that to her. Yeah, I just thought it was like a clever design. (laughs) I didn't read too much. I just think it's him being creepy. I mean, she's literally taking Jesus's place. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, could be. Could be wrong. There's (laughs) there's lots of pages left, so I have the opportunity to be very wrong. Um, Clarice goes over the New Deal, 
there's not any threats or anything. It's like, just, this is the deal, and you're in or you're out. So they're like, we'll move you to a maximum security VA hospital. He'll get to help with analyzing their cases, but, you know, no one will know it's him mm-hmm. somehow. And one week a year at, was Plum Island? Purple Island? I think so. Plum Island? Plum Island sounds right. I trust my notes more than me 20 minutes ago when I said Purple Island. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> notes me wasn't drinking scotch, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> at Plum Island. Uh, with just the SWAT teams, just SWAT teams watching over you, it'll be fine. <laughs> and again, risk of serious infection if you run away, but, you know. Right. <laughs> That's an aside. I mean, how clear could that water be, really? I mean... <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, yeah, um, this is where, again, like, ten pages later... Dr. Lecker shares my insight. He's like, yeah, butterflies, chrysalises, theme of change. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to that two-story house thing that he said before. It was like, because he would have needed some place to hang bodies or skin to dry, and the stairs would have been perfect for that. Which is true, but probably not the only way that you can dry skin, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Probably the best way to do it indoors. Couldn't you just, like, lie flat on, like, an ironing board or something? <laughs> uh, probably I, not. I think they have to I be stretched. It, I thought it was to do with the with the hanging still, right? Like, mm-hmm. throwing them over the... Oh, yeah, didn't they mention some of the first victims the were actually hung, too? Maybe, yeah. maybe death. I didn't catch that. Like, like I'm going to kill them this way by hanging them. Not just yeah, they're yeah. already dead and I'm going to hang their corpses no, it was like It was like, lead them up the stairs and then, you know, put a rope around their neck and throw them over the... Uh, Thing. Yeah. Uh, over the railing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Well, couldn't they just be like garroted or something? That's a lot of work. I guess. Yep. I mean, <laughs> might, I, as well, might as well let gravity and their weight or do it I for assume. them. <laughs> I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> it seems like it'd be a lot of work, basically. It seems like it would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of effort. Yeah. So. And he's like, listen, he's making a girl suit made out of actual girls. Yep. And again, he's Connection like, listen, dots. they need to be hefty so that he can fit into them, because he's hefty. And man is a man. Taller. Muscular. He's 6'1", man. Even though he doesn't want to be that, uh, a he man. He's short. Right. But this is where he suggests that maybe Bill is not really a transsexual. He's just, just trying to be. Right. And even Dr. Lecter's like, there's no statistical connection between being a transsexual and being violent. Exactly. So he's like, In fact, usually it's the opposite. Yeah. And he's like, well, listen, here's how you're going to catch him, right? There's only three major hospitals that could perform gender reassignment surgery. He will have applied to all three because all of them will have rejected him because he's a, got a past criminal record. Yep. Yeah. Also doesn't do the test right. Right, he doesn't do the test right, um, which seems shaky at best as far as like logicing this out. Although I guess it's a good place to start looking. Mm-hmm. But uh, Clarice is trading more of her backstory for hints and stuff. She lets on that her dad was actually not a patrolman or whatever; he was just a night watchman. Because right. the way he died was his shotgun backfiring or something, and he wouldn't have had that if no, he was some, a patrolman. His his, his gun jammed. Shot him. Yeah. 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 Right. He and couldn't defend jammed. himself because yeah. his gun was jammed. There you go. 
He like knocked it on the car door or something. Yeah. Right. And so when her dad died, because her mother was not super well off and they didn't get paid much for it, she sent her away to live with like a cousin on a farm. Yep. Where they slaughter animals and stuff. Yeah. And where she tried to run away with her favorite horse before it was supposed to be killed. Yep. Yep. So this is where Dr. Lecter's like, look at the tr- the house tree person test for men, uh, the men who had been rejected from all the hospitals. Because the pictures would have been very different than normal because this guy is not really a transsexual. So I'm like, I think that works well enough for the logic of this book. Right. Yeah. Like he, he's like he's not really that way, and so he would have gotten the tests wrong. Right. Yeah, fine. Fine enough. So she runs off of that information, and we get a scene where Doctor Lecter's cell is being cleaned, and he's all wrapped up and attached to a hand truck with a hockey mask, like you probably have seen from the clips of the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's just you know kind of chilling in his own like mental palace, thinking over. A time when Ress Fail told him about James Gum, who apparently did uh-huh. kill Klaus and then turned him into an apron. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ress Fail's like, whatevs. So yeah, um... It's like, I'm not gonna be around that guy anymore. He has the most interesting, like, psychiatry sessions that I've seen so far. Like, people like... My one roommate friend confessed all these murders to me and stuff. And he yep. was kind of a <laughs> douchebag, so I... Look, I was okay with this. Not pals with him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, James happened upon a shipment of butterfly chrysalises that Klaus was going to turn into, like, kitschy art. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is what gave him the idea to be like, I'm going to shove this in people's throats and stuff. That's art. That's chain. And Lecter's like, mmm, I see, and then <laughs> stabbed him in the fucking heart with a stiletto. Yep. Stabbed him in the heart. <laughs> Whoa. Yep. That's why like these things, it tried to beat, it like quivered against it. Yeah. It's one know. of those scenes where they're like, just remember this guy's a fucking psychopath. Yep. <laughs> like, if you forgot again, here's another reminder. <laughs> just in case you were thinking that he was maybe okay, and like, no. Yeah, maybe just an eccentric psychiatrist. Nope. Nope. I mean, stabbing someone with a stiletto is not eccentric to you? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I would use a more sensible, like, wedge, I think. <laughs> it's the same height, but it's not as uncomfortable. <laughs> so Lecter is planning. He's like, how exactly am I going to tell her how to find this dude? And I made a note that I liked the detail that James was a typo on his birth certificate. And he's like, listen, we're sticking with it. We're going with right. James. Yeah. <laughs> right. He just leaned into it. Exactly. Yep. It's like, listen, assholes, it's Jame. It's right there in black and white for you. Yep. <laughs> Never mind, they fucked up. It's supposed to be James, but it's Jame. Jame. So that's where our, our buddy Dr. Chilton busts in, pulls out a tape recorder that he'd secretly taped under the desk that was brought in. Mm-hmm. And, Snap. Uh, yeah, he's like, listen, Dr. Lecker, you turn into jelly because of how winter sunset Clarice is. She's like a winter sunset. Or whatever. Statuesque and cold or something. Right. (laughs) He's like, there's no goddamn deal with the senator. Because she's never even heard about this offer that Crawford's talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you start talking to me, then 
then I'll get her to do that thing, and I'll turn you over to the police in Tennessee. And uh, Lecter's like, hmm, police don't really know what's going on with me, so that could right. be a good idea. So They're like, not going to listen. It's not Buffalo Bill, it's Billy, okay? His name is Billy. Yep. And uh, sets them off on that trail. So meanwhile, Crawford is in Johns Hopkins looking for records and stuff. And Doctor, whose name I didn't write down, is basically reiterating again. <laughs> Listen, transsexuals aren't violent or deviant. Mm-hmm. And he's not interested in giving up any information, even though Crawford's basically bullying him to do it. He's like, you can't put my hospital into witness protection. You can't change it to, like, Philip Hopkins Hospital or whatever. Yeah, I forget the yeah. exact quote, but it's been all. I was I was totally on this doctor's side, by the way. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's not wrong. Agreed. HIPAA he's, is he's a real being thing. bullied by the government right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if HIPAA was a law then, but it's a law. It was now, not. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> HIPAA didn't come out till the late nineties. <laughs> this yes. is why Doctor Whoever is a champion for his patients, and maybe the only good doctor we've met so far. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't stab you in the heart with a stiletto uh, so anyway he gets a call that Chilton's put in for a transfer and they're like do you want to stop this and he's like mm-hmm. I'm going to see how this plays out yeah. right yeah. <laughs> which may, we'll see. may have turned out to be a bad choice we'll see what happens but yeah, I'm no. going to allow this <laughs> uh, Dr. Lecter's transferred over but before he goes, he says goodbye to his buddy Barney, who's like, "I don't think these guys know what to do with this guy. They're not going to treat." Him they right. don't. <laughs> yep. They're not going to treat him right, and they're not going to follow the rules. Yeah, Barney, yeah. whose name I don't remember seeing before this, was a hundred percent right. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we saw it before. Yeah. Yeah. There's a uh, quick scene where Clarice learns about Chilton fucking up her deal, mm-hmm. basically just raging and being like, "This stupid motherfucker." Yeah. Yep. Not a not an untruth. No. But Crawford shows up and helps her talk through some of her rage. He's like, "Listen, why don't you go to Tennessee also? See if you can get some information out of Catherine's friends, and we'll kick that guy's ass later." Mm-hmm. But information from her friends, like, how's that going to help at this point? I, mean, I guess they don't details really know the they don't know about. But like, she was alone when she got kidnapped, so. Yeah, but it's like, who did she talk to in the days before? What has she been doing for like the past month? Stuff like that. Anything yeah. to point towards a possible secondary connection of who would have taken her? I guess and where right, or like, the FBI. Like, <laughs> where where would they have to look for? Uh, yeah, like they even they even pointed out like uh, Clarice was thinking about like where did she buy her food? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, could they get more evidence from there? Like, maybe maybe uh, Buffalo Bill spotted her outside the supermarket or something, right? Yeah. So, oh, like, no. yeah. So, I mean, they could they could figure out something from that. Probably. I mean, any information is good, right? Like, yeah. That, that does. I think that's the idea. Yeah. That does kind of play into his last tip for her, but we'll get to that point later. I guess. Yeah. So anyway, he arrives in Tennessee, and the senator is, like, waiting in some Air Force hangar as an impromptu meeting room. And Crawford calls her beforehand and is like, listen, just let me know whatever he says, and, like, don't beg him for stuff. 
because that's what he'll, he'll want. He'll be like, okay, I'm going to play around instead. Senator and Lecter meet, and Shilton turns him over while pulling off his hockey mask with, you know, a very theatrical flourish, and immediately the Senator's like, this guy is a fucking toolbox. <laughs> yep. He does not know what he's doing. Yep. Uh, they start to give some details out about Billy, and then some random general starts questioning him too hard, and he's just uh, zones out. He pretends to come comatose. Some yeah. random other guy named Billy who is not James Gum. Yeah, right. <laughs> some guy named Billy who, who knows? Maybe is also some psychopath that they're going to find later on and be like, yeah, a difference. Like I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, the room's cleared out, and uh, Lecter is giving the senator details about William Rudin, which. I guess that was Klaus's real name. Like Klaus wasn't his real name. I was confused by this thing. Like backstory of backstory of people who we met via him via someone else's like therapy session. I didn't even I didn't even put together like uh, I didn't think it was anybody that we had met. I thought it was yeah. seriously I mean, just some could, random other person that could, he was like could totally be. I that. feel like that's the case, but I don't know. We'll... We'll it's like we we know via dramatic irony that it's like not the real yeah not yeah. the guy yeah yeah here we go I'm sorry Billy Rubin my typing fails me yet again oh man yeah Billy Rubin told me he had a criminal record you know like did Billy Rubin kill the person whose head was in the car I don't think so oh no see you're right. Rest well, called not that the impression guy, I got, but who knows? Called him Klaus. So I, yeah. meant, I thought he meant the Billy Rubin guy. But... So anyway, I don't read very closely, so just <laughs> strike through this particular note. Right here. Strike. Strike through. Anyway. So we go back to James sitting in the dark basement wearing, or watching a moth's imago. Which yeah. I, I hope is how you pronounce that. I assume that's how you pronounce it. That's how I've been pronouncing it. Which is like him popping out and being like, hey, I'm a moth. Imago. Yeah, Imago. I'm a moth now. Like, look at me. Um, Whoa. Look at me. I'm a moth. (laughs) I'm going to fly. Look at me. Don't touch my wings or the dust will come off and I can't fly anymore. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. Anyway, he's like watching Catherine asleep in his oubliette and considering how and when to skin her and where the zipper should be. So that's gross. <laughs> yep. It's, it's night a very practical consideration, though. I mean, yeah. I guess you want to put it sort of at the side. Yeah. Right. It's like so if he puts it in the back, he has to have someone to help him. Yeah. And he's not so sure that uh, he's going to ever be able to find someone that can do that. So. Like, you got to have a real pal around. Like, here, honey, like... help me put on my flesh suit so I can become a girl yeah. for you. He did point out, like, there are clubs, you know. Yeah. There are places to meet such people. Yeah. But even that yeah. might be a little yeah. extreme for most people. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <laughs> right. Right. So Clary shows up at Catherine's apartment and looks around, and uh, there's some dude there who seems like, I picture him as Gomer Pyle, just kind of like napping. And uh, sneaking around, not sneaking around, but searching around, she finds some sex Polaroids in an envelope Take to the back of a jewelry box, which she was pretty sure hadn't been dusted for fingerprints. So, 
Bang up job, guys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hat and, tip. And we get um, a clinical detail of the sex pictures. And we get the note that the dude that Catherine is banging in these pictures is wearing a white cock ring. Yeah. And as like an aside, I'm it's like, like did that need to be, is this going to be important later? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it probably will be. I mean, who knows? This is going to be a detail it, that was like, actually, she was banging Buffalo Bill the whole time. They're going to find a white oh cock no. ring in the back of his car. Because there's only one white cock ring in existence. <laughs> Well, you know, that quality, I, I, you know, I can't, I can't tell like how you would know from a Polaroid, but I feel like I got the detail that it was ivory. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. How do you, how do you know from a Polaroid unless it's like <laughs> very close up? How many megapixels does that Polaroid have? Apparently on that shit. The <laughs> angular resolution. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. It's one of those things like. Did you need, like, could you just said that they were having sex? Like, do we need the, the detail of this guy's cock? Well, whatever he's doing with it, yes. I mean... I mean... It adds to the... Am I supposed to be like, oh, she likes sexual the back, independence of not getting pregnant, like, every it's, human it's, ever. It's immersion, you know? I guess. It's, it's just details for the... Like, but, hey, you know, when people write this kind of stuff, I have a minute girl, thinking, you. them being like, <laughs> cock ring. <laughs> I drove a cock ring, and it's okay because I'm just being detailed oriented. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I mean, or or you know, maybe it is important. We'll never. I, I guess don't we'll, know. we'll find out. Time yeah. will tell. Yeah, we'll bring sure this up. We'll have we'll have like a cock ring roundup <laughs> at the end of this. Excellent. So, did the cock ring become important by the end of the story? You know what? Now yeah. I'm upset we didn't call the co- podcast cock ring roundup. Cock ring roundup. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it about books, though? I don't know. It's just it's <laughs> find out. Go find out for yourself. Why it's about books? We're gonna have a about scene halfway about halfway through the third episode of each each uh, <laughs> book that we do. You'll find out why it's called Cockring Roundup. Yep. <laughs> Season one was called Spinning Toilets. But it was all <laughs> about books. <laughs> this one's Cockring Roundup. <laughs> We're going to get to the last scene, and there's going to be, like, a guy jumping in front of someone getting shot with a bullet. You think he's dead, but he pulls from his pocket an ivory cock ring that deflected it. It's like, phew. Good thing I love bareback so much. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway, I've now said cock ring more times in a row than my entire life, so... Moving on. She's like, okay, I'm going to keep this picture for me. When she's interrupted by the senator herself, who's accompanied by some guy named Krendler, who is somebody. The attorney general's office. He's an assistant to someone high up. Attorney general. The attorney general. Yeah. And uh, she's like, hey, so what has Dr. Lecter told you? Because he's probably just fucking around. And she's like, don't be snooping around here. I know everything about my daughter. She's like, hey, did you know about this shit? And pulls out a sheet of paper with pictures of Pluto on it, which is probably LSD. Yeah. She's like, hmm. Well, I'm just going to keep this sex picture for myself. Just take that back from you. And this Krendler guy summarily tells her to fuck off back to Quantico. Yep. She's like, okay. And he's like, give me your gun or whatever. Or turn in your badge. 
She's like, I can't because yep. I have to take the gun back, and I have, can't fly with a gun without the badge. She's like, well, okay. I'm going to allow She better this. turn it in. Better turn it in later. Go away. Yeah, that seems like a poor excuse. I'm pretty sure she could just, like, you know, check the gun in a bag, and it yeah. would have been fine. Surely there's procedures to, like, unload it or disassemble it or something, field strip it, pack it separately. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was the 90s. She probably could have put it in a holster with her on the plane as long as she's like, listen, yeah. I have a gun. No, seriously. Like, <laughs> like she probably could have just thrown it over the metal detector in the airport. <laughs> like, nah, there's no gun. She Don't could have brought her it. shampoo in her carry-on at this point oh, with man. her gun. She'd been the most dangerous woman in the air. Doesn't have to take <laughs> her shoes off. <laughs> she could have worn a belt <laughs> and had toothpaste and nail clippers. You just go, it's a belt. See, here it is. <laughs> You can scan it. There we go, it's a belt. This pocket knife is because I'm going camping later. Go oh, okay. Totally, totally fine. They it might not even have then. a metal detector. They might have just had a guy who can do an eye inspection. You're like, yeah, that's okay. You look nice enough. Yeah. It's, it's a lady. <laughs> yeah. What is she going to do? <laughs> They're not serial killers, according to this book. Right? right. Usually. They're usually not. Statistically speaking, they are not. Right. But not zero of them. Right. But not the zero. majority are white men. True. So yeah, uh, she's decided she's going to go back and talk to Dr. Lecter one more time. Just to see in his eyes if he's been lying about poor William, whomever, Reuben. So, in a scene that I liked a lot, she's sort of sneaking past people. Like, sneaking past Dr. Chilton, like, creeping behind him. Yeah. Like, Solid Snake. Yeah. To a courthouse or something where Dr. Lecter's being held. Yeah, he's got kind of a... Yeah. An improvised jail cell there. Yep. She, like, sort of cons her way past security. She's like, listen, I have an ID. And I have worked with Chilton and Krenler in the recent past. Like, I've worked with them. They're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Let her up. She didn't do the air quotes thing, and so like, okay. <laughs> she's she's legit. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. So she gets on up there, and dude's got his back to her. That he asked her to finish her story about running away with the would-be glue horse. So she's like, I stole that horse, and I rode to the next town and tried to get him boarded at a dude ranch, and talked with the guy in charge until the cop showed up. But she and the horse were sent to an orphanage instead of. Back to the cousin's house. Yep. Yeah. So he's like, listen, what made you run? Like, something made you run. Like, you didn't just do it. Something oh, had shit. to put the spurs in you. Because she's like, you weren't getting abused. She's like, okay, okay I'm sure he would know that. Um, she's <laughs> like, it was the screaming of the sheep being slaughtered that morning. Yes, the title of the famous book. <laughs> she's waiting the for the silence of the, of the lambs. <laughs> My the favorite screaming of the sheep. The For them the to sheep. be silent again, yes. you know? Yes. And that's when Lecter is like, I understand something about you now. And she's like, I understand something about you too. We don't really yep. know what it is yet, but they are like, mm-hmm. Exactly. We could shake hands right now, we would. Mm-hmm. And he gives her back the case file on Buffalo Bill. And in fact, like, don't their, fing- like, their fingers touch? Like, yeah, yes. they make a big And he thanks her for that. that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, promise to tell me when the lambs stop screaming. I will. So, I'm, they're setting us up for the title. Like, we're almost there. Yeah. They're but, like, they're best friends now. Yeah. They understand one another. This is a buddy cop movie now. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
baby. <laughs> so yes, he gives her a last hint about how to find Buffalo Bill. He's like, he wants to be a woman because he's jealous of women. And we're jealous of things that we see in our everyday lives. So I guess he must work at an all-girls college or something. I don't know. but Apparently. Somewhere where he's going to see a lot of lady folks. So she's like, thanks, mister, and runs out of the room. Skipping, I assume, or like with the golden ticket all the way home. (laughs) And then uh, after that, Chilton's like, what the fuck? What happened? Why why did you let her in here? What the fuck? And he's like, I'm getting out of here. And he leaves the the two guys who aren't as good as Barney to give Lecter his... She bruises my (laughs) ego. Get her out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So Lecter's like eating and stuff, and he's just judiciously dropping a couple things like napkins and whatnot. Then he retires to his curtained toilet area, which seems like a bad idea. Like I understand privacy, but again, this guy is like pretty dangerous. Yeah, like when I think you're it prison. just makeshift. Yeah. So he's sitting on his toilet behind a curtain, so they don't see him fishing pieces of metal out from his gum line, nice. pretending to drop a deuce. <laughs> As a father of two boys, I pretend to drop a deuce multiple times in a day. I'm, like, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> up, up, I'm busy. I'm going to be in here for ten minutes. Leave me alone, because I'm definitely pooping. Yep. <laughs> Don't come in. Uh, nope. Yeah, so there's a scene where they go back through how he got these pieces of metal, like, from a ballpoint pen that people had left in his cell. They mm-hmm. broke and then flushed the remnants of, or paper clips. That had been misplaced and picked up in his old cell. And filed them down. Yeah. Into certain shapes and stuff. And uh, MacGyver's them into the sort of like a handcuff key. Which he then hides in his palm. So he finishes his meal or whatever. And the guys have to come clean it up. But they're like, listen, we're not stupid. We're going to handcuff you to this bar. So we can get in there and you can't get us. Mm-hmm. But while they're cleaning up, they're like, ah, god damn it. Drop your napkin on the floor. We need to bend down and pick it up for the next five minutes. <laughs> so he takes the opportunity to unlock his cuffs and then fucking destroys them. Yep. Like, Does, I did, sadly. It was awesome. I mean, they didn't really <laughs> I mean, deserve it, was it though. Kinda, yeah. It was pretty awesome. Like, he yeah. flips the cuffs on that guy and then it's like, it was like uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies with uh, Robert Downey Jr. where he's like, okay, Gonna jab him in the elbow and then kick his leg out from under him, and I'm gonna bite this dude's face. It was fucking yep. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I put it in both letters way to describe in my it. it really. Yep. I, I I particularly enjoyed like the details about how like uh uh they they take great pains to explain how like time is slowed for him. Like yeah. he's seeing all of these things. Like mm-hmm. yeah. So it's it's. It's like his sentence, his senses are really heightened, right. I guess, yeah. before this. Yeah. Like he spent so much time in his mind that he's like, okay, turn on bullet time camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like uh, Max Payne. Like, uh, yeah. Saved up my bullet time, I'm going to hit R2 and then jump behind this corner. Shoot That's these right. fuckers. So yeah, he kills those fools. And yeah. then he's like, I'm picking up these revolvers and hey, a pocket knife, good. Especially good mm-hmm. out of his pocket knife. And yeah, I guess there was a part in there where he like bite, bit that one dude in the face. Yeah. Pretty yep. pretty hardcore. 
pay so then, then we have a scene where the other guards are like downstairs and like that upstairs guy hasn't reported in and there's gunshots and whatnot heard and the elevator gets stalled on the way down so the one guy who I guess is ex-military but I didn't bother to write down his name because generic guard guy not important runs up to the holding cell and finds one of the other guys pretty dead and the other guy's pretty dying and his face is all messed up and bleedy and yeah. shit so he's like get an ambulance for that guy oh, I really hope I don't have to give him CPR yeah, his like eyes popped we out. We don't. We don't want to have to kiss, make out his uh bloody mouth hole. No. <laughs> also, it's a guy, so like you. <laughs> but I mean, Not... if they had to do it to save his life, they would. They did point that out. Yeah, they really didn't want. Because like, I really hope I don't have to do this guy CPR. And they begin sweeping the building all SWAT style for Lecter, who is as disparu. Yeah, like disparu. He's just gone. He's just gone, man. Just gone. And they eventually find blood dripping from the ceiling in the elevator. And like, probably look into that. So yeah. Some guys yeah. from up above. Something, just... Something's wrong with your elevator. <laughs> it's not the Overlook Hotel, what so it shouldn't be bleeding right now. Um, so they get some guys who are looking down the shaft to investigate. And they're like, there's a guy laying there and he's got a gun, but it's not really moving or anything. Even though I'm yelling at him like really hardcore police stuff. Right. Like, I'm going to throw a grenade at you or something, but... They're like, he probably just fell when he was trying to escape, so we just pull him down. Yeah. And they pull his corpse down, but wait a minute, it's the other guard! Oh, snap. What? What? Yeah. Totally (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) What a twist! Yeah. What a twist! him out of there. So, holy shit. Oh. Shit. So he's just like Lecter's out then. Like they ambulance him up, right? Yeah, the ambulance just like kind of whisks him away. He is out in the world. Yeah, he didn't have to break out. They just carried him out the front door. I mean, he did out of his cell, but they didn't even check him for a medical alert or anything to make sure like this guy doesn't need medicine. Like they just took him. They didn't do that back in the eighties, apparently. (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) You didn't wear your bracelet, man. You're fucking out of luck. Yeah. Yep. So, like, what What the hell? What's he going to do? What's his plan here? Like, is he going to go stab Clarice in know. the face, too? Like, is he just going to run away? Is he going to... Maybe he's going to go eat Buffalo Bill. <laughs> like, like, you I... can't upstage me, motherfucker. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. No face. No face? <laughs> can't be what... pretty now. You don't have face. Like, who's he going after? Is he going after himself? Buffalo Bill? The Senator? Or Clarice? I don't know. I'm taking all bets. I don't think any of that. Like, I think he's... he genuinely likes Clarice a bit now. Yeah? Yeah. Like, So he's not going to really threaten her. Maybe he's going to go to Plum Island. Plum Red slash Purple Island. Island. You know? be there. <laughs> he's going to fuck off to L.A. and like stuff, hang out with Charlie Manson and stuff. Just pretend to be a homeless guy in L.A. No one will notice you. <laughs> That's beneath his dignity. That's yeah, true. that's true. That's very true. Totally. He wants to feel like he's contributing more. Yeah, so um, once again, the second section, I'm like, I there's a hundred pages left. Like, what the fuck is going to happen in here? Like, <laughs> I, I feel know. like this is wrapping up, sort of, but apparently yeah. not. Yeah. It's like, what? That's kind of crazy. What the hell? Yeah. That is the end of our section. I'm sure oh, we where this goes. So much shit happening. 
I know. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot a lot of threads out there still and yeah. interesting to see what happens to them. Maybe it'll just be a hundred pages of like uh what all the side characters are doing, you know, like all of the, all of the, like the, the, you know, little small town characters that we met before, yeah. like all of the, like, what are those guys at the Smithsonian up to? Like, I want to know. Did they get tenured? Yeah. They're, look, they're looking up shit. Did they, did they graduate? I hope so. Did they successfully support their thesis? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. What so, about the guy who know. was interested in uh, Clarice's poop? Like, was that just for her, or, like, is right? he going to be a proctologist or something? Like, what's he going to do? What about, uh, what about her roommate, who was world-weary and laughs and cross the graveyards or whatever? Like, We'll probably never see the roommate again. Is, is, like, a fan of the Mounds Bar, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, something like that. An like, orange crust soda? Yeah. <laughs> We find out she's actually Buffalo Bill. It's going to be the twist of the century. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, even even the author was lying to you to misdirect you. It was actually her the whole time. She was Jane Grub Gum. Jane Grub Gum. Oh no! Oh no! All right. Well, yes, it, I thought this section was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, I get it. This is not just some random like. Look at how scary this book is because, like, they talk about eating people. Like, like yeah. okay, this is actually pretty well set up and yeah. interesting as far as, like, plot contrivances and progressing a story and giving details about character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I figured that I know, something's you... going to have to happen with Crawford's wife one way or the other. I mean, she'll probably die. I mean, probably she so. seems to be headed in that direction. It's not like she's going to pull out the feeding tube and be like... Good. My plan with Dr. Lecter worked, and now we can escape to the <laughs> right. Poconos and live our romance together. But, but I mean, would Jack Crawford flip a switch or not? I mean, is he going to hold himself together after his pull life? Pull a plug. Goes? Pull a plug or something. Anyway. Any other thoughts and opinions about this section? Just yeah, that like- it's the good meat, kind of meat on the bones there. Mm-hmm. Really, just kind of get you pulled into it. I think. Yeah. With everything there, I read it all. Like, I was it was like Wednesday, and I was like, okay, good. <laughs> I'll keep reading. I'll be fine by the weekend. I read it all that fucking day, like a whole hundred pages. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know, like a few hours. I'm like, I'm just like, I can't put it down. I got to find out what happens next. Yeah. So. Same. I was like, I'm gonna read for a couple hours, and then I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna power through this. Like, I'm gonna miss out yeah. on sleep to. Right. the rest of this so yeah it it definitely has that uh that quality like it pulls you in that like i i asked before like uh it didn't mention on my book that it was a a bestseller but it definitely has that sort of page turning quality yeah, that, that sort of appeal of like it's it's really well written and like i said in the last section it's it the pacing is fantastic yeah mm-hmm. Yep, it's something that I was um, ready to shit on when I was flipping through and like figuring out how long the chapters were. I'm like, this chapter is of one page. Like, what is this? Goosebumps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like I didn't. I was like, I figured it'd be like good and fine enough as a book, yeah. but I don't know. Like, for some reason in my mind, like all like '80s novels are like books my mom read, but yeah. fun, which are fine, but you know, fine. Yeah, I think be 
quite quite as good as it turned out to be. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like some of these you could probably combine and had like a four-page chapter. Yeah. But knowing that it's like, I'm only going to read like two more pages if I read another chapter does kind of keep you going, I'll just keep going. Yeah. Just one yeah. more. <laughs> just one more. Right. Just one more. And then you're 100 pages later, you're like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, that went by quickly. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. So awesome. anyway, awesome. the homework is finish the book. Like, read the read the fucking book. Okay. Read the fucking read book. Read the fucking book. I have to stay on brand. Like, read the fucking book. Like, let's read it. Yep. Anyway, so what else is good? How much? No. Good stuff. Good stuff. It wasn't so... It was kind of nice today. It rained here. Nice. <laughs> Poured down after lunch in between my movies, then it was comfortable. Yeah. Small talk oh, the so, podcast. Yeah. So how... So I'm going to not ask you about scary stories to tell in the dark, because... Mm-hmm. We have another recording this week about that. But what was the other movie you saw? Lion King. How did you how did you feel about that? Meh. Yeah. Yeah. Meh. A lot of meh. meh for me too. Like I it was fine. We were talking about that. We think the problem with it is it's so much practically basically a shot for shot remake mm-hmm. that like the stuff they did change just didn't really make it better or anything. Right. Because right. Like, Matt and uh Brittany they saw Aladdin like last. Week. Yes. They said they literally like that. That was different enough. Like yeah. a lot of difference in it. It's, you know the stuff that was similar. You could you could see that, but it was different too. Yeah. So they thought that made it much more enjoyable. But the Lion King, not really different. Right. Other than it's like, oh look, they look like they're real animals, and they changed up some jokes, some song lyrics. But and one of them is Beyonce now. Right. Yeah. And the other one is uh, Donald Glover. Yes. So. Good old Don Glover. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but like it's just kind of, eh. yeah. You know, it probably would have been maybe a little different. Probably not to me though, but like, I don't know. It would have been fun, like, like if I had kids or shit, and was like, hey, I saw this when I was a kid, so now yeah. I can take you as a kid to see the same movie, right? You know, it's just, now it's a live action. So. But I mean, you could just take them to see the other movie, right? Yeah, that was like, that would be my preference, honestly. Like they they play that in theaters still sometimes. Yeah, like, going forward, just, that's just, just what I would do. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna agree on both points. Like, uh, I liked Aladdin more than I thought I was going to, because they did kind of do their own thing. Like, yeah, they had this whole subplot where Jafar was not just like wrinkly and old; like, he was also like a street urchin at one point and a thief. So he was like Aladdin's dark parallel. Right. Whoa. Whoa, dude! And like, exactly. Whoa. Adding a lot of layers there. There was like extra <laughs> characters and stuff, and yeah. Um, the relationship with the genie was differenter, and I thought it was really good. The music was better. <clears throat> Whereas the Lion King, I'm like Simon really liked it because he likes animals, and so them looking like real animals was cool to him. Well, good. Mm. And the part I thought I was going to hate the most, I ended up liking the most, which was Seth Rogen as Pumbaa and yeah, Billy Eichner as. Timon, like <laughs> that who did you can't redo Timon and Pumbaa, but they were the best part of the whole movie. So wow, where <laughs> and I like that they made the Timon Pumbaa bait thing. Uh, they borrowed. Uh, they had a Timon start their dialogue. Yes, that was fun. <laughs> yes, but, they were fun. yeah, that was just on the whole. Was just, eh. Yes, 
didn't really do anything. They had the the best line in the movie to me was like, "I think we can stop singing. You've grown four hundred pounds since we started singing this song." <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I didn't exactly the same. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, nope. yep. Nope. They, and they cut lines that were really good in the original for some reason. I know. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like they went to the trouble of getting uh uh. Darth Vader back, but then they cut yeah. his good lines out. Like, I don't get it. So, and he just couldn't work as long. I don't. I guess. But Danielle yeah. was pissed off about "Be Prepared." Like that's her favorite song, and they oh, made it into sort of a speech. It's because like half the actors they got can't really sing. Yeah, well, they shouldn't have got those guys then. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> like I gave John Oliver a pass. John Oliver can't really sing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rowan Atkinson couldn't really sing either, so... Yeah, and that's why he had, know. like, the least singing of any of the characters, like... <laughs> anyway, cool. Other Chris? Man, I have not done anything. <laughs> not even anything? Like, yeah. Like, I I saw, uh... I saw Hobbs and Shaw last week. That's not oh, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a solid action flick. The thing that I read online was like uh, the the biggest problem people have with it is like uh, uh, I cannot remember the actress's name, but like apparently there's you know there's like a like a twenty five thirty year age difference between Jason Statham and this actress, <laughs> and people are like, how are they brother and sister? Like, that's the most unbelievable thing about this movie. What are they not? <laughs> that's in, the most unbelievable which, thing. Yes, in in, in which, uh, you know, Idris Elba, like, rides a motorcycle underneath a uh, truck. Was he a super soldier? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, it's fine. Okay. And, like, his, his motorcycle <laughs> makes transformer noises, so it's totally okay. <laughs> totally okay. But, I mean, I don't uh, know, my best friend, old brother, is 11 years older than him. So. Yeah. Happens. Yeah, but I mean, like, it is, it is like a, I don't know, like I said, it's like a 25 year old. 25. (laughs) She's probably his half sister. (laughs) An oops Um, baby with the new wife. I find the term oops baby to be offensive. I choose genetic surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Thank you. It just makes me think, like, uh, oops, all babies. (laughs) You know, like. Cap and Crunch, oops, all babies. I could probably make an argument for that. <laughs> I'm picturing now the Reese's peanut butter cup commercial, but reimagined. Oh, you got semen in my uterus. <laughs> oh, you got your uterus on my semen. Oops. <laughs> oops, all babies. Oops, all babies. Yep. Floops. Well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so for my part, um, I've fallen down a bit of a rabbit hole for the last couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. I took um, a recommendation I heard on a podcast and started reading The Dispossessed Ooh. by Ursula K. Le Guin. Yes, Ooh. I have that. I'm have not very it. far into it yet. I'm like not even 100 pages in yet, but I'm like, this okay. is really good. Should I, I like this a lot. I was like, <laughs> is this lady that. again? So I googled her, mm-hmm. and like, oh wait, she did Earth. She did Earthsea also. Like, yes, that's her. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And while I was Googling it, they're like, hey, they're filming this documentary, which was an old source. I'm like, hey, I can watch that now because it's out on PBS. Like, yeah. So I watched what? that. I watched that last week. Yeah. Let's fucking I'm go like, find that yeah. after we're done and watch it tonight. You should. It Boom. was pretty cool. I was like... So I'm uh, developed an, an author crush on her. Like, nice. It's like it's like if you just found I don't know like Rubber Soul somewhere, and you're like, hey, this is pretty good. I should look into these cats. Like, mm-hmm. she's apparently written like everything. So I'm in the middle of falling down that rabbit hole. But yeah, um, butter your bread. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like throwing that out. Uh. Yeah, I'm gonna butter my bread. Is that what she yep. said? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I like. It liked... just had to happen. It's 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 one in the morning here. Yeah, the, uh... it has to happen. <laughs> the book is really interesting so far. Um, it's I've been confused a couple times since she kind of Tarantino's the timeline where yeah, it's like this guy is doing here the prisoner is escaping, but then like it's this guy on a spaceship. But then he's back and he's a kid in school. But then he's like older, or like then he's like back on this other planet. Then he's back in school earlier and like it takes. Yeah. It always takes me a good five pages from like which planet is he on and how old yeah. is he. But I mean it. It fits with the theme of the book, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. And I'm. I'm not going to say more <laughs> than that for fear of saying something. Yeah. But yeah. It fits with the theme of the book. Yeah. So. The thing I'm learning is that this is like part of a bigger compendium of stories. Yeah. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of back and forward story I can look into, but what I really am appreciating is the way she kind of sets a scene, which is like uh, I visualize somebody like painting a watercolor, like watching them paint it. Because she'll be like, so there's a wall somewhere, and around the wall is this, and then this is like just giving you only the details you really need at the time. Yeah. Or being like, there's a dude, and then he's on a spaceship, and actually that guy's name is Shevik or whatever. Yeah. But she doesn't ever say it. It's like people enter the scene and like almost like in a play is like, My name's not your name's not Shevik, my name's Shevik or whatever. So <laughs> I'm enjoying it a lot and I'm looking forward to reading more of it. Awesome. Excellent. And then I'm gonna go back and look at Earth Sea. Earth Sea, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I've no I've I've heard of it for a long time, for ages. I've never dabbled in it. Yeah. Well, that was one of those things, too. Like, I was reading a thread somewhere on Reddit or something about book series that people really liked, and they were talking about Earthsea. And about how they're like, the first three or four books or whatever are pretty good, but then you get to the fourth or fifth one, and it, like, retroactively makes them better. And that was one of the things they talked about in the uh, documentary. Yeah. So she's like okay. establishing this whole world about wizards and how you do magic and shit. And then she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, why did I make all the men wizards? Like what about the people who aren't wizards?" Like and that book was the one that people talked about like retroactively making the other ones more interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, "Okay, we'll set up four or five books that I have to read to figure out what that's about." But Yep. Yeah. So anyway, a quality recommendation. Awesome. I feel good about that. Yeah. I mean, unless she fucks it up in the last 200 pages. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was reading through it and I kept highlighting stuff because I'm like, that's a really good line. Like, 
it's very simple and to the point and actually really profound, so right. I'm full it's full of highlighter and stuff. Okay, that was our session for today. Your reading reminder for next time, make sure you finish the book. Like all of it. Now it's time for a few on second thoughts. Regarding the new Lion King movie, like I'm not sorry at all. You guys done Scar dirty. Be prepared as a national treasure and you shit all over it. Elton John was right and you guys are 100% wrong. Also, I don't know why you brought back James Earl Jones and then cut so many of his lines. Like, why is that the change you're ready to make? Shameful. Today's episode was hidden behind the false bottom of a music box by Chris, Chris Ham, and Chris, other Chris Jacobson, edited by me, Travis Rowe, and sponsored by Known in Particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading. Wednesday we're meeting again. Wednesday. Yeah. Right? Wednesday, not Tuesday? Wednesday? Should I read a scary story? Um. Like at least one? So I read through all the books in preparation for this, and I don't think it's necessary. No? Well, I, I didn't read through all of them. I read through the first three. And there's other ones that he've released after that, but I don't think those count. Gotcha. There's, like, little things that they put in the back, not really the background, but, like, not the focus of shots that you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it's not like it's going to change your understanding of the movie or anything. The only the only story that I remember is, a like, a kid, like, taking a corpse toe, and then the corpse coming after him. The like, big toe? Wanting his toe back. Yep, that's in there. Like, yep, why, that is in there. Why would you, Spoilers. Why, why, why <laughs> uh, would you steal uh, that toe? Uh, save it for Wednesday. Why, why would you do that? So, <laughs> thing, just why. the thing I'll say now and again on Wednesday is that dude fucking loves that story. Because every one of the books has a version of that story in it. Yeah. There's the first one with the big toe. The lady's like, here's a toe, put it in a stew. And there's a second one where a guy's like, I just buried this lady, but she had some change in her pocket. Put the change in a tin. Take it home. Oh, man. And in the third one, uh, what, what one was it in the third one? There's a version of it in the third one, too. Let me flip through it real quick. Was it the dead hand? No, it's not the dead hand. Deadhead? No, not the deadhead. Yeah, um, his head. Guy's head. Oh. Yeah. So it is a deadhead. Yeah, deadhead. But yeah, um, everyone, every one of his books has that version of that story in there, and it's always talks. He always then comes back and talks about how it's a version of the golden arm, which.
which is like the original version of that story, where someone steals a golden arm from a corpse. Because, like, I mean, golden arm, you want to have that, right? Like, who could turn down a, a golden arm? Yeah, I'd want so, one. Yeah. And then they come back and like, give me my arm back, motherfucker. Right? Yep. So. But no, I don't think it's necessary to read any of them. Alright. If anything, look up the illustrations. Because yeah. that seems to be the thing they're more trying to keep honest to. Yeah. And okay. not to the new version of the illustrations. Because the new versions are for pussies. 